Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here with me, Daniel. And Aaron. As you can see, we are not in the studio today. That is thanks to the weather in the northeast of England. Aaron cannot get into the studio because of roads being flooded. There's been mass chaos. My back gate and fence has been ripped off, which is pleasant. I'm going to have to buy a new one, I think. Uh, how's the storm been treating you, Aaron? Yeah, it kind of uh, took me off my feet. I was caught off by surprise. Uh, I had the wind knocked out of me. I'm trying to think of as many storm puns as I can. Um, don't worry, I can hear your thunderous applause. Uh, it's, a, for all it's, the a real, it's a real whirlwind of emotion here, Aaron. <laughs> um, to be honest, the, it's really calm and nice today. But yeah, the aftermath has, yeah, uh, a couple of villages around me um, have lost all their power. So we've been quite fortunate. Normally, we are the ones that lose our power. And um, yeah, just all the roads <laughs> are either roadworks or flooded. So it's like so COVID all over again, just locked in. <laughs> We're back to the comfort of our own homes for this episode. Hopefully for the next one, we will be back in the studio. So without further ado, we'll dive straight in, Aaron. We'll talk about how last week went. So I'll let you start. Uh, first of all, did you use a chip? If so, which one did you use? How did you do all that good stuff? I did not use a chip. I did two transfers. Um, annoyingly, I would have done better without the transfers. Um, so I took out Cancelo and Henriks. Henriks didn't play, so that's all right. But Cancelo would have been the only defender who got a return for Gerson's in Saliba. And that was to try and just kind of, um, if they did pop off, I would have been somewhat close to the people with Limitless. Uh, so it was a bit of a defensive move. Um, Gerson's got, I mean, Cancelo got more points uh, than both of them together. So, And Gerson's got a goal disallowed, uh, offside, it rightly. Um, finished with 50 points, so I kind of kept pace with people. Um, Bellingham, 14 points was my biggest. Uh, Hall and Turam, still having him in my team, helped me out, where a lot of people got rid of him because of the limitless. But 50 points, it was a red arrow, but that was to be expected. Um, with everyone playing their limitless, I'm still in a, quite a good position because I've got both chips left. Yeah, you beat quite a few limitless players from what I've seen, to be fair. Was, wasn't a great week for Limitless. I used a wild card. I think my non-wild card team would have performed maybe better, if not similar at the very least. Because I took out the, like... the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, I took out, like, Actacoglu and, and stuff like that. So, but I mean, I, I set up for a few weeks. I got 64 points. So my returns came from DeMarco... Uh, Boscali, even though he um, he did concede a couple of goals, got six ball recoveries. So he ended up on four points, which was nice. Uh, Marcus Turam, same as you. Luke De Jong, I got a five-pointer because he scored and then got booked in the 96th minute. I had Bellingham's 14. But the major W for me this week was not having Haaland, which meant that I couldn't captain him on the second day, unlike a lot of people who captained Haaland for, I think, he got two points. Uh, so I had a captain Kunde six to twelve, so sixty four points overall. Uh, in terms of my overall rank, I'm one hundred and sixty seven k in the world, uh, which is like half my rank. Basically, I was like three hundred and fifty thousand, something like that. Um, so yeah, one hundred and forty k at the moment. So it is what it is. It's not the. It's certainly not my best start in the last. There'll be like oh. yeah, I think there's like fifteen points between where we are in the top 10k. So yeah. it's really close at the moment. I think there's nine points between me and Lewis and he's half a million. Something like that. It's either nine or 11. I cannot remember what it's one of them. But either way, for, but like that's that's a lot. That's a lot of places. So I think uh, it's nothing to, nothing to panic about. I do think there's a clear pack at the minute ahead. Still got the limitless to use, and you've still got your wild card to use. Are you going to be using your wild card this week, or are you going to save it for the future? Um, I'm potentially debating um, to try and do it match day four, going into rotation, um, brave, and start start to pick teams that um, 
have already like start to get the players who have already qualified out and get in the teams that have already played. The but thing is, I have that, there's only going to be really Bayern Munich and Man City in that position. Yeah, so that was my original plan, but then some of the results last match day kind of threw me off. Like Arsenal, for example, they're yeah. still going to field a strong squad in five. five. Um, yeah, there's quite a few. So um, because of the that, so that was my original thinking. My thinking is that I would potentially lean towards the um, wild card this week, but just with, to try and navigate all the injuries and stuff, which we'll get into. Yeah. 100%. Let's dive into this week's fixtures. So we're going to go through group by group. We're going to try and make it quick. We we're at, we are at the point now where we don't need to um, go on too much. We've had an international break, which is really difficult. Players perform very differently for the international teams to what they do for the club teams, obviously. We're all getting an idea of which players to go for. There's been some games today, but not all the games. So it's going to give our general impressions of the games and who we think we should pick and if there's any injuries. So we're going to start with Bayern Munich against Galatasaray. So they're away at Galatasaray. Uh, this is going to be a fairly tricky fixture, I think, for Bayern Munich. But obviously we saw how Galatasaray did against Copenhagen at home in the first game and even against Man United to a degree. Like They are leaky Galatasaray. But... Equally, Bayern Munich are fairly leaky as well. Do you have an idea of how this game's going to go? Both teams scoring. I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be a similar scoreline. Now, Galatasaray, Man United. It'll be like a three-two type of game. Um, so, same story as always. Kind of don't don't spend your budget on Bayern Munich defenders. Try and prioritize the attackers. Uh, I think Harry Kane potentially stays in a lot of people's teams. Uh, Leroy Sane, if people do want to go there, despite his two points um, for the last match. But, yeah, I think that Bayern Munich, you, you only really focus on the attackers. They've not, again, they're still on that unbeaten run of group stage matches. Um, I, don't, I don't think that there'll be another upset. So you're bringing in players for both the away leg and the home leg. So you would want them in for both. Yeah, I'm I, just to go through a few injuries. Serge Nabry's got a lack of fit, uh, fitness at the minute. Upamecano, Guerrero, Masrawi all out until early November, which again is not good for their defence, but at least Kim's back now. So hopefully that'll share them up a little bit. I think for me, players are really, really simple for this game. Kane and Sane. You can go obviously, um, Musiera, and um, you can go for Coleman if you want. But I think Sani and Kane are the the two big the the two big players to go for in the group stages. Galatasaray again, I do think, and you obviously thought as well that they can nick a few goals. I think they have three outstanding players to go for. Uh, Atacoglu at six, uh, Wilfred Zaha, who I think seven and a half. The last time I checked, he is a midfielder on the game as well. He's been playing really, really well for them recently. Finally started to add some attacking returns to his game and is getting a good run of fixtures on the left. And then Mauro Cardi up front saw what happened against Man United. You'd back, you'd back him to score against Bayern Munich. Like I, I agree with you, Aaron, where I think Bayern Munich are going to win this game or certainly not lose it. I could totally see a 2-2 draw, something like that for this. Um, and this is a really good fixture for for backing those attacking players from both teams. But I think if you're on a wild card, you might want to maybe hold back on Galatasaray or figure a way of getting out of them is for the away game because Bayern Munich at home are just totally different. They're a totally different animal at home to what they are away. And you wouldn't fancy Galatasaray so much in that game but then, you know, they've got, they're going to have Man United at home and then Copenhagen again, although Copenhagen away, maybe not the best. So Galatasaray players are cheap, at least in terms of, you know, Cardi at 9 million is underneath the premium range. Uh, Act Coglu at 6 million is underneath a lot of players. I think it's the same price as Rodri 
and I think at this present moment in time, you'd prefer Coglu and then again, Zahar's sort of... It's a shame he's around the Bellingham price range, but I think he could do a job. Have I missed any players out there? Uh, not the ones that I would be considering. I think a lot of people may have, like, an Alfonso Davies or stuff like that, but um, I think there's better uses of that six million defender, kind of what you what you mentioned. Um, I think looking at the Tuesday fixtures, I think people are either going to captain um, Bellingham, uh, potentially Man United player, but um, I think this is going to be a lot of people's captains as well from this match. So Harry Kane, potentially a lot of people go for, but if they want to punt a little bit, Sane, he's not massively a punt um, just with his track record, but he's probably be against the grain. Um, a lot of people, I think, will captain Harry Kane or Jude Bellingham. So I think that's an interesting dynamic to this match as well. Yeah, and then you, I think people will captain Dumfries. Yeah. <laughs> the, the I, I, <laughs> Tuesdays are for wingbacks. We know this. Uh, we should rename the podcast to that. Tuesdays are for wingbacks. Um, we've both said that with what we think the score is going to be without being wildly specific, but uh, people get the general idea. Man United versus Copenhagen. Um, Copenhagen are playing maybe now, I think, from what I was looking at. Um, the losing 1 0. There you go. Against Velia. Vale. There's a rogue J in there. It's difficult. It's difficult to pronounce. Uh, for for a five letter word, it's fairly difficult. And Man United um, play later on at the time of recording. So by the time yeah. you're watching this, you'll know the result. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a very emotionally charged match now with the recent news. Yeah, I think I think it will be particular, particularly for the fans. I I'm sad to say I I personally don't think too many of the players will care less. I think yeah, I don't think there'll be too many players, but the fans it'll be their first game at Old Trafford. Um, yeah. So I think in terms of players. Um, I don't know how risky people want to go on the first day, but Hoyland, um, he's, he's scored a few goals in Europe now. Um, and so that's that's kind of like an alternative to the kind of the typical strikers. Um, and then in terms of other Man United players, I don't think there is too many others. Maybe Bruno Fernandes people might have, but I don't know if he's going to be an option. That I think, fit in. Yeah, I think I think Bruno is a really good pick, but I think Hoyland's as well. I think they're the they're the, the two. Hoyland at seven million, and Copenhagen just feels like it's his kind of fixture. It just feels like it was made for him. Uh, so I can definitely see some Hoyland goals. I have Osman who was injured, and it's sort of a it's a case of do I need to do a little bit of surgery to get up to Haaland? Do I just go to Alvarez or do I spin them both and go Hyland? Do I get rid of Luke de Jong and go Hyland? Because I think Hyland is a fantastic pick this week. I think if you're on a wild card, this is a great opportunity because you fancy him against Copenhagen at home and you fancy him against Copenhagen away. So for those two fixtures, I just think he's going to be absolute mustard. Bruno Fernandez as well on penalties. He is, I think, the joint most expensive midfielder in the game at the minute. That's where the issues come from. It's like, how do you get him in? I think if you're on a wild card, for me personally, I would go for Bruno and then use him as a placeholder for next week to bring in Saka when Saka is at home. And I think playing on a Tuesday next week, not a Wednesday, I think. I think that's the way it works. Um but yeah, Saka's just such a good home player versus an away player. I think away to Sevilla is going to be a much sterner test for Arsenal than at home. I think at home they'll probably just run away with it. They've got two home fixtures in a row. So I think if you can get Man United at home to Copenhagen, Bruno, knowing that that £9 million is then just going straight to Bakaya Saka, that's probably a fairly clever thing to do. I unfortunately have uh, Martin Odegaard. <laughs> Um, I think Bruno Fernandes has like some like great stats in terms of how many shots and chances that he creates, which we always knew with him. But um, yeah, 
if you can fit him in, I think he is a great option. Um, I would. I potentially don't think that this is as easy as a fixture as maybe like we thought going in because I think Copenhagen are playing quite well um, and they're in a good position in the table in terms of the group. So Man United will have to get six points out of these next two fixtures in order to, to be in a good position. Obviously, just for Man United injuries, we all kind of know. But just so that people are aware, obviously, Luke Shaw's still out till late November. Aaron Wambasaka's out. Um, Malassia's out. Amad Diallo's out. But also, uh, Casemiro's suspended, I believe, against Copenhagen. And I think he's injured anyway, but he's definitely suspended for this game. So if you are Casemiro, get him out or just don't have him at all. Which, it, for me... Just slightly diminish the clean sheet potential now that Eric Ten Hag stopped playing in him alone in the middle and he's getting overrun by four players at a time. Uh, Lissandro Martinez has an unknown return date. So they do have a few injuries at the back. But uh, I, I, I'm not sure if uh, Serge Regulon's back, but if he is back, I think every single wildcard team should have him in for four million for a double up against Copenhagen. It doesn't get better than that. But you're going to have to have a look to see how fit he is. I know I was going to have him in on my wildcard team until I saw he was missing. Yeah, I think I saw in the match report um, this week um, for Man United that he, he was back training. So obviously we'll know if he's played against Sheffield or not. But What do you think the score's going to be, Aaron? Um... I'll go with Man United winning 2-1. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Man United win 3 0. So you're going for the clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, I just I just don't rate Copenhagen that much, to be brutally honest. I think obviously it was great that they got a goal against Bayern Munich, but they are absolutely they're, they're even more battered than Man United at the back. At least Man United, it's full-backs, whereas Bayern Munich barely had a centre-back available. And they often just play with one or two defenders anyway. Uh, group B, oh, sorry, so I was wrong about Arsenal. They do play Tuesdays. Um, we've got Group B. We'll start with Arsenal, though. They're away to Sevilla. Arsenal are a funny one because... They are a much better team home than they are away, as we saw against Law. But <laughs> you also do just sort of back them. And if you are gonna if you are gonna wild card, I do think you need plans to get them for the two home games against Sevilla and Law. That you need I think you need them for those two fixtures personally, but you have to figure out which one you want now and you have to figure out how you're going to have the money to get them, which is why I think the Bruno Fernandes thing is a good idea. And if you went for Bruno Fernandes, it means that you wouldn't need to go for Hoyland. I think you just go for one of them. You don't need to go for both. Uh, I think people have seen an FPL so far until tonight when the pair of them go absolutely nuts, uh, how doubling up on Man United assets has not been working so much because the tend not to create loads of chances. So I, th I think people need a way of getting into, into Arsenal. The defence is just so expensive that they are a limitless team only. So I, I do think limitless in four or five when Arsenal have home games is going to be a really good time to use because they won't have qualified by game week five because of the loss to Long. Uh, so yeah, I think... Um, they'd be good for the future, but... I. I don't think this is a week to bring them in. Um, even though Sevilla aren't the best team in the world, they're just really annoying. I've it the they just become a team now that I've got no idea which version of them is going to turn up for a game of football. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Um, no, I, I just think that um, this is a game that's really really hard to bring in players for um I would but if you're not using a chip um 
which I think most people will be using a wild card, I think, um, just because of their limitless, I guess, nightmare. Um, definitely having a plan to bring the Arsenal players in because they will have to get the six, like the full nine points that they have available from home matches. So I think that's going to be key. Um, and then I think in terms of Sevilla, this is their better chance. That They are a tricky team. Um, I think they're probably just eyeing up their path to get into the Europa League, how they, how they can finish. <laughs> Already. The yeah. So, um, but in terms of bringing players in, I don't think there's actually too much people that we want to bring in. Um, I totally agree. That's a th- we're not. I'm not interested in actually bringing any of their players in, really. I'll still back Arsenal for the 2-1 win, though, before we move on. And the thing today is, as well, they're playing, currently playing against Real Madrid. So I think that's probably going to take it out of them a little bit. Real Madrid have already had a goal disallowed. Uh, so that's obviously not... Just, I do feel like Arsenal can score, but... Uh, I could also back Sevilla to score. If someone's going to score for Sevilla, it's probably going to be you spend Naziri, isn't it, really? Um, there's also, obviously, Saka has been injured recently, has started against Chelsea. So I think that's something that we might need to think about. But this this if you don't have any players from this game, this isn't a game I'm probably getting on now, but you're going to want to think about how to get them. That's, that's sort of the final thing. What do you think the score is going to be, Aaron? Uh, I'll still back them for the two-one. I think. I think I think it's going to finish two-two. I think it'll take something. It'll take something severe for Saka not to play. I we... feel like he just gets played. And as we speak, Chelsea are winning one-nil thanks to Cole Palmer. Arsenal are away to Chelsea as well. I've got Odegaard on my team. Unfortunately, I've got. Osserman and Koundé, who are both injured. But Aaron, I think I might take my first ever minus four in a group stage, you know. And what would you do? Uh, Osman Koundé and Odegaard out. I need, like, I have to see. I need to see how long Koundé is out for, if I can just keep him on my bench. Because I feel like there's fixtures to attack here, and I need to do, I need to do something. And we're about to talk about a team very shortly that I really, really need to get some players for. I've got one player from them, but I need I need doubles, triples. Uh, we'll move on to L'Envie-PSV. Uh, PSV making hard work against Sevilla, especially considering PSV were at home. They've not really been playing to the level that I expected them to play at, which is an- another issue when I've got Luke De Jong in my team. Have you been impressed at all by PSV, or do you do you think they've been playing bad, or do you think that they've actually just came up against a couple of really good teams? Um, against Arsenal, the re- we expect uh, I expected that kind of I expected a closer match. They're kind of disappointed there, um, but first Champions League match at the Emirates um, it was always going to be a tough occasion. Um, but I mean, they're still top of. Every divisive, I think that I just with Sevilla, they are a tough team, and but it was always going to be these games against Lon uh, when I think we expected PSV to kind of pick up the points. Um, just looking at the fixtures and potentially when Arsenal go back to their place, that it'll be potentially a rotated squad when we first looked. So, I think to answer your question, they've been against tough teams. I don't think the true PSV has came out yet. With that in mind, uh, drew nil nil last night. That was Friday night. Just for anyone, just in terms of a timestamp of when and where we are. Literally, Cole Palmer's just scored. That's sort of where we are at the minute on Saturday evening. This this group's proving, as we sort of thought it was before, during our group previews, before anything, the ball was kicked. Really difficult to predict. It's 
I appreciate obviously group um group F is the group of death. But this is must be one of the most neatly balanced groups we've ever seen. This this does give off the um the Tottenham group from last year with Sporting Lisbon and Frankfurt in there. And it's it just does not make me want to go for any player from any of these teams, which is obviously really awkward when I've got Luke de Jong in my team. Veerman is someone that I sort of championed recently, but he, he dropped deeper for some league games, thanks to um, a slight tactical change due to injuries. And he's just not refound his form since moving back into a sort of a flat midfield three. PSV are about eight minutes into their game tonight, so we've got absolutely nothing to go from uh, on that front. If there was one player from this game that you would go for, and who would it be? Probably De Jong. <laughs> um, that's a bit awkward when you've got him and you're trying to get you. Well, you're considering getting rid of him, but yeah. what, what about El Yawahi? Six and a half million forward for long, golden assist, and he's in the last particular game. Does he take your fancy? Because he, um, he was bought in for 30 million euros, I believe, at the start of the season. So when they went on that terrible, disastrous opener, he wasn't playing in those games. I think he played in the fourth game of the season, got to be 3-0. But after that, the, the results have gotten better for them. He's an expensive player. Appender went to Leipzig and they really struggled with that. So do you think for six and a half million, he could, do you think he could score at home to PSV again? Not again in terms of PSV, but he got a goal and assist against Arsenal. I mean, he could. I think the only issue is that how is your team built for you to have to, or what could a six and a half million forward allow you to do? I'm not saying that you need the three premium forwards because half them are injured. none of them are kind of blowing us away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd, it depends on how your team is made up and that could open up a lot of options. But I do think the lack of midfielder options means that your team, I don't know how it would even look, to be honest. You'd probably be able to fit in Fernandez, Saka, Kravaskelia, Bellingham. <laughs> and well, we're going to talk about some of these players. We've already talked about Fernandez. We are going to talk about Kravaskelia very shortly. We've sort of said for next week, Saka, maybe Odegaard. Um, you've still got Jude at seven and a half, who I think is just going to be a mainstay, absolute staple in everyone's team, regardless. Uh, you know what? I didn't do actually. I didn't check Real Madrid's starting lineup for tonight uh, because, as I as I mentioned earlier, they are currently playing against Sevilla uh, as well. Aaron, just for your own information, Bayern Munich, not even twenty minutes in, are two 0 up in their game. Kingsley Coleman with a Leroy Sané assist and Harry Kane scored. So what a shock. What a shock that the <laughs> we said there are four players to get and three of them have got an attack and return. <laughs> it's it, they're just so predictable. It's it is a very predictable game sometimes. Uh yeah, I, I actually think that why he's a good pick, and it means that you can if if you're gonna go with the two premiums and the one offset with like a Jimenez. Why he's you don't have to go for too high up to get, but if you wanted to go stacked at the back, Cancelo, Kieran Trippier, Hakimi, these sorts of players, I think a player like him will allow you to do that because, as we're about to find out, a lot of premium forwards are injured. I mean, I've already mentioned Osman's injured, um, so but by a lot, I mean that there's not that many premium forwards anyway. I think there were five premium forwards. And only four of them. I mean, it's, yeah, five or six, six premium forwards, but some of them just aren't options now, in, in my opinion. Uh, what's the score going to be for Long v PSV? Um, I've backed PSV, so I'll say 3 1. That's wild. I, I think Lon win this game. Um, I think Lon win this game 3 1. So, massive swing there, Aaron. 
Yeah, Group massive. B will be wild. Um, especially based on our predictions. Yeah, nobody were very similar, but the fact that we think it's going to go completely each way draw shows this group. Yeah, guaranteed nil nil draw. Uh, we'll go on to Group C now. We'll start with Real Madrid, seeing that we've just said that they're playing the draw nil nil with Sevilla at the moment. Uh, as we mentioned, Vinicius Junior is fit. I still don't think he's the greatest pick in the world, just because the position that he plays doesn't suit him. He's playing as a striker that then drifts out wide, which is great for the team, I suppose. But um, Vinicius is more of a player that you want to start out wide and to drift into the centre. Uh, it's obviously all to accommodate Jude Bellingham, who will, without a doubt, score an 87th minute winner today for a 1-0 win. That is written in the stars. Rodrigo also doesn't really like playing as a striker. I don't think he wants to do the same. He wants to start out wide, whether that's the right or the left. He's predominantly played in the right. However, originally he was left. I think he just got pushed out of the right because of Vinicius Jr. So there's a lot happening for Jude Bellingham to be accommodated, which means that I think other Real Madrid players become less of an option. It's Bellingham only. We did have a question for our other podcast about do we think Jude Bellingham is going to be a rotation risk because they've got this game, Champions League, and then it's El Clasico next weekend? I personally don't think so at all because as much as other players need minutes like Modric, like uh, Diaz, I just think all of the other players also are going to need to be rotated and Bellingham's the last choice. I think Bellingham, if Real Madrid can be... If Real Madrid can get a one or two nil lead in this game by 70 minutes, you'll hook them. And I think um, you can if the winning the the play Braga by the way um, play Braga away if the winning that game again I think Jude Bellingham comes off I do think it minimizes his captaincy potential if I'm being honest because I just thought he was going to be on the pitch so long that being said if he if he's on the pitch for ninety minutes and gets a goal he's he's player of the match he's got his goal the might keep a clean sheet. He's a ten point minimum if he scores. Just there is not a there's not a single person alive watching the games that has the balls to pick anyone other than Jude Bellingham as man of the match if he scores. He's just that player now. He's N'Golo Kante, he's Kevin De Bruyne, rolled into one. <laughs> uh, the amount of man of the matches he's had this season are utterly insane, and it's it's because he scores. So he's. Also, if you are scared that he's going to get rotated, I just wouldn't be because he's so highly owned anyway. If he does do anything, you are screwed. But if he does know, then every single other person is in the same boat as you anyway. Um, and just to double check, this is a Tuesday game as well, yeah? Is that right? Am I right in that? Yep. So if he doesn't play, who cares? Just put your Wednesday player in for him. You won't have more issues when it comes to the other match days when he's playing on a Wednesday, but he's playing on a Tuesday. So this is not the time to be taking him out at all. It's seven and a half million. There are loads of players around his price point that you can transfer in for him if he becomes a rotation risk. I think it's as simple as that. Braga, obviously, what a comeback against Union Berlin. And although Union Berlin are absolutely naff at the back, I still think it proves that they can score goals. They do score goals in the Portuguese league generally. And they are at home in the first leg. Well, not leg, but the first game. Which makes us think, like, I'm still not bothered about Real Madrid defenders. Like, in the slightest. So, Real Madrid might keep a clean sheet. It might be something that you want to do on a wild card, because they're going to have Braga again at home. And then they've got Napoli at home, which is obviously a much better fixture than Napoli away, and they did well there. And then Union Berlin away. So you, you could bring one in. I think Carvajal's probably got the best sort of points projection, if you like, but I definitely see him as a rotation risk. Lucas Vasquez will be playing these games as soon as they've qualified. Whereas I think players like Antonio Rudiger are a lot safer because Militao's out. 
Uh, Alaba, I think, will be a rotation risk because he's too important. I think Fran, Garcia and Mendy rotate on that left-hand side as soon as they're done. So if you're on a wild card and you are really trying to you know, maximise it to six, kept out your goalkeeper, fine. Four and a half million, I think, still spot on. Uh, or you go on is he five? Five, whatever. He's still, he's not, you know, he's not Jan or Black, is he? And then you've got, um, you've got Rudiger. I think they're your two defensive picks. You go Bellingham. That That's your whack, I think, from Real Madrid. Have a, Do you think I've missed anyone out? Um, no, uh, I took a many in my team, hoping to get like a person who can guarantee me like four or five points. At the moment, he can only guarantee me three. Yeah, <laughs> so nah. um, his ball recoveries—he's he's got five ball recoveries in each of the two games, um, and that's not what I wanted. <laughs> nope, get rid. So, and even if he did get it, like it's an extra point. You know what I mean? It's one point. Yeah, it's, you've got to yeah. be an absolute beast at ball recoveries in this game for them to be worth it. Like four points. Yeah, and he's the same. He's the same price as me getting in like a Bastoni who's got averages nine ball recoveries a match. So yeah. Or is he even the same price as an Anthony Golden? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually so, more expensive. Is he not more expensive? How old, how much is two too many? Six million? No, five and a half. Five and a half. So sorry, yeah. He's exactly the same price as Anthony Golden. And I know that I'd rather have Anthony Golden against Borussia Dortmund than too many against Braga. A twenty point in <laughs> incoming. Uh, I assume we're not really going to recommend two people from Braga. The, the two people that we always recommend are the same two people, in my opinion. In that, uh, Horta and Bruma, uh, and sort of rightly so, especially after the last game. I'm just bringing up uh, the last game in terms of actually who got assists and stuff because I know that one of them was an absolute world and I don't know if it was awarded yeah Bruma got a goal and an assist and Ricardo Holt I got two assists from the get goal they've been the two players that we've recommended and the both went off Bruma with a 13 pointer and uh, Ricardo Horta with a with a seven pointer they're still my two recommendations I still would not recommend anyone else would you see any different? No. Yeah. I, th- I think Broom has a, a his problems. He's seven and a half million, and he's just you know he's just had Union Berlin. Real Madrid double up isn't the one to go for. I think um, maybe if, I don't know. It might be a limitless option in five or something like that. Oh, that feels weird though, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, I'd, I wouldn't go for any of them. What's the score going to be? Uh, I think it'll be 1 0 to Kameni goal in the last minute. Uh... No, be, be, I think it'll be 2 0. Um, Real Madrid, I think Vinicius Jr. will score. I think, it, it, I think he's just become that person again. I think it's going to be 2-1 to Real Madrid. I think Braga scored because they're at home. And they're a goal-scoring team and Real Madrid aren't the best defensively. So I'm going to say Real Madrid will win 2-1. Jude, yeah, Jude and Vinny. But I just think for Vinny's money, is he not like 11 million or something daft? Yeah. Six points isn't enough. That's what you'll get. If he gets a goal and not an assist, he's getting six points because he's not getting man in the match over Jude Bellingham if he scores. Yeah, that's my, that's the issue. That that's why I don't. It's not that I don't think unless he assists him. Bellingham. Yeah, like, but no, it's 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 too much. It's not um, that I think Vinicius Junior is absolutely class, or that he can't score in it, like in every game. But it's the reason why I said for last season I wasn't too keen on Harry Kane for Tottenham, is that it felt like his ceiling in the Champions League was one goal, and he was a eleven million pound player. So you're getting. Just you're just not getting enough points per million, and yeah, he wasn't yeah. really. He's not a captaincy option, Vinicius Junior, for that much money. That's that's the issue. I'd captain the other premiums. Yeah, Napoli. Um, 
Do you want to go into that yeah, now? There's, there's, a few, there's, a few, there's a few injuries, isn't there, for, for both of these teams? Uh, yeah. A couple of transfers need to be made. Uh, Gerson's is out. Um, Ossiman, I think, is the biggest one. People have to get out. Um, I think that opens it up to potentially people maybe go Vinicius. Uh, Vinicius versus Mbappe, I think, is an interesting debate. Um, but obviously, Cravadonna has scored two goals today. Um, and his his appeal potentially goes up a little bit because of that. He has to kind of carry that a bit. He's starting to come back into form. Um, and I think my biggest concern for my team is Di Lorenzo. Does he stay in there? Um, but I th personally, I think that he does. Um, just because they conceded again today to Barola. Avenues to get. Like, they conceded again. <laughs> yeah, he, he has multiple avenues to get points, though, for that price. And I don't know. I'm Who's going to start a front Raspadori, do you think? Do you think Raspadori yeah, is going to start? Yeah, probably. Uh, obviously, on out yeah. as well. I think I don't think Politano and... No, um, I think Politano and Cravadonna's potential points go up uh, just off the wing because um, Raspadori is more of a... He'll drop back to try and create running lanes. Um I don't think he's like a target man like Aussie Men is. So it makes that front three a little bit more fluid and position changes. So, and ultimately, Politano being on the right side against a left-sided Union Berlin defence, which will have their second choice left wing back, I think it might be an interesting uh, battle. I'm sure the left wing back who will play is actually not that bad though. Uh, I kind of think off the top of my head. Who well, I mean, is. they did really well last year without Gerson's. So, like, because Gerson's is more. I know he plays left back and left wing back, but he feels like a like a left winger more than than anything else at times. Uh, I just kind of think of what the guy's name is. I'm trying to have a little look. Is it? Yeah, I kind of think of his name, but he was really good last year. Shot against with an R, like Rusalon or something, maybe. Uh, played played really well last season and the season before. For I'm sure he played for Rus uh, for Wolfsburg two years ago. I might be mistaken. Uh, yeah, it is Rusalon. So uh, I think he's a he's probably maybe better defensively than Gorsons. Gorsons isn't like a, a very good defender, is he? Gerson's played today. Okay, so Aaron and I have just checked. The news that we heard on Thursday was that Robin Gorson's was out until mid-November. He played today. They did get stuffed 3-0, which says all that you need to know. <laughs> um, so even if you've got Robin Gorson's, I don't think I'd want him against Napoli regardless at the end of the day. So I still think he's a transfer out, but he's not as immediate as you might think because, bizarrely, he is fit. So if you are listening to uh, our UCL Fantasy podcast with that myself, Ed, and Lewis do, and we were talking about Golson's being injured, we were lied to. What a shock. It's not the first time. It won't be the last time that's ever happened. That being said, said I'd still just not go anywhere near any Union Berlin players, I think Kvaraschelia is the the best pick. Raspadori, if you're feeling partic particularly wild, or if you want wild carding, but you want a wild card next week or something like that. Uh, do you have any idea how long Osman's out for, Aaron? It's yeah, it's for a good bit. Um, we don't know whether it's full injury or whether it's due to falling out with the board, um, but. I don't think he'll play very much until January. 
Do you not? No. Ooh, got some gospel, Aaron. I, that's just, I've seen that kind of stuff happen before, where they'll say it's an injury to keep face and to protect Ossiman's reputation, but also to make the Napoli team, <laughs> just kind of as an organisation, make them feel like they're a good organisation, when they're the ones totally in the wrong. Um, <laughs> so I think they're doing it to protect his... Uh, protect his stock price personally um I, I he is injured but i think they've not been fully honest about how long he's injured for because just i mean there's reports out today saying like loads of people have agreed terms and stuff like that so i think that he is a he's a connor i think he's uh being shut out the team or he's in protest but not doing that in case something falls through um it, yeah i just don't think it, the injury is 100 honest raspadori in your teams everyone get him in how much is raspadori on the game aaron seven and a half million i feel is what he should be um i'll double check but so, just in case anyone thinks that I'm not saying that Ossiman's injured, he's definitely injured. I just don't think... Uh, they've not even specified the muscle, but it's a thigh injury. Uh, they've not specified what part of the thigh. Um, and he's out for, it says, 10 weeks. So, 10 weeks? That's what it says in one report. Raspadori, I have checked, 7.5 million. Bosh, if you can't get to Kvaracelia... Uh, Raspadori, seven and a half million. I think that is a very good pick against Union Berlin. So I think you'll I think you'll score against them. They are rubbish at the minute. Bless them. Sorry, Union Berlin. I really like Union Berlin. I wanted them to do well. They I think out on this group I said I wanted them to to qualify. I don't think they will, but I, I'm sure I said they'll finish third. Uh that's not happening now, is it? But <laughs> uh, they're they're struggling. In the Bundesliga as well. What's the score going to be, Aaron? Napoli versus Union Berlin. Um, I'll go with Napoli three-one. Napoli three-one. I'm gonna go with Napoli four-nil away from home. Sorry, Union Berlin. I'm going for it tonight, Aaron. I'm not sitting on the fence. Four-four-nil Napoli. Greatest game ever. Okay, then. <laughs> Group D. Inter Benfica, Salzburg and Real Sociedad. So we will start with Inter Milan versus Salzburg, just as they're the, the pot one. And I also just don't think that we need to talk about these too much at all. I think they're playing right now, are they not? Nil-nil? Am I, am I wrong in that? It was the last time I checked. Uh Dumfries has had another rest, so that feels like he's going to be starting 100% during the week. I want to make this really easy. Bastoni, DeMarco, um, Dumfries. Pick one of those. Pick one of those players. Pick Jan Sommer as your goalkeeper for day one. If you don't want Kepa at its Balaga, because uh, obviously Jan Sommer is four and a half million. And then you're going to want uh, Turam in midfield still because he's still good. He's still scoring. Six and a half million midfielder playing up front. And Arnautovic is injured. So there is um, was that five players. Pick your poison. Obviously, Martinez is an outstanding footballer. I just don't see the value in him over Turam at the moment, personally. But Aaron, you love Serie A. Why don't you tell me why I'm wrong? Also, Bayern Munich have just conceded. What a shock. <laughs> um, no, I don't think you're wrong uh, with any of that. I think they're the players that you're going to pick. And if, if people don't have Turam, um, if you wanted to go extra bold and crazy and out there, 
you could do DeMarco for the ceiling, Bastoni for the safe floor, and Sommer just because you'll save your money compared to Kepa. Yeah. Triple um, for a, for a double header against Salzburg, Salzburg and the first yeah. games at home. So that could be a Bayern Munich captain or a wing back as a captain. It could either go amazing and then could just go downhill from there the rest of the match day. Or yeah. it'll be terrible and it'll make you almost delete the app. Yeah, this is one of those, isn't it, where if you go for DeMarco or Dumfries, you are praying to all that is holy in this world. Not much at the minute, uh, as it happens. But you're still praying to whatever's left that your Bayern Munich assets and Jude Bellingham do not go wild. Because you're not going to earn anything off Jude Bellingham anyway. It's 70%. And if like people will captain Kane and Sane, and I think they're at 30 odd percent ownership or whatever it is. If they if they go off and one of these don't, then you are chasing your tail for the following match day. That being said, there are still some great shouts for Tuesday. Uh, so for, uh, for Wednesday, sorry. But in my opinion, Dumfries is the better captain than DeMarco because I just think he has a much higher ceiling than DeMarco. I think DeMarco is the same. DeMarco safe gets subbed off 60 minutes, 70 yeah. minutes, every match. DeMarco is such a safe pick because if, for that very reason, he gets subbed off early, so you got a higher clean sheet chance. And I think he gets attack and returns more often, but Dumfries is the one that tends to get the goals if one of them is going to get a goal. Mark, DeMarco tends to get an assist. Like, DeMarco doesn't feel like a player to captain as a wing-back, whereas, you know, players like Dumfries and Cancelo and Angelino, these sort of, like, Talia Fico, like, they're goal-scoring full-backs, that sort of thing. Uh, Grimaldo is a goal-scoring full-back. That's what you want. Whereas DeMarco doesn't feel like that. And, of course, he could score. But that's why I'm not going to captain him on the Tuesday. Whereas if I had Dumfries, I would captain him. Uh, Salzburg hopeless <laughs> against Sociedad after a very good start against Benfica. Um, so that was a that was I don't know. It felt like a disappointment from Salzburg, but it just also felt wild from Sociedad. Uh, they were absolutely outstanding in that game. That was the game that I watched more of. I watched more of that game than the Union Berlin because they were the two games on together, weren't they? Um, I probably should have watched either one. Maybe uh, I did have the other one on for the for the goal at the end. But um, the yeah, this game, Sociedad were just absolutely fantastic. Lucky that they didn't get a pen awarded against them. It was one of those where I felt it was a little bit harsh that VAR overruled it. But it was, I think, in the call, it was probably the right decision. Uh, Marcus Churam has just scored for Inter Milan. By the way, everyone. Uh, so Salzburg, not in a great place. Um, I think they're going to struggle in these next three games, personally. I think they're actually going to struggle for the rest. I think they're just going to struggle. I wouldn't be going for any of them. Would you go for any of them? Not against Inter at home. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. By the way, DeMarco got subbed off after 57 minutes. Dumfries got subbed on for Pavard after 57 minutes, and Denzel Dumfries got the assist for Marcus Turam. Point proven. Yeah, it's like we can um, see the future, Aaron. <laughs> I wish. We'd be a lot better at this game. Yeah, we'd be much better at this game if we could. Uh, what's the score going to be? 1 0 Inter. He's so boring. A stone gonna... header. I'm going to go for one and a half nil to Inter. So a VAR goal ruled out. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it'll be... Um, I think it'll be two nil to Inter Milan. Benfica versus Sociedad. 
Warrior game. Benfica have actually turned around in the league. They've been winning a lot of games. They've been port on the league a couple of weeks ago, just before the international break. Uh, I, I haven't actually looked at the result from this weekend, but they've they've been doing well. They've been doing better, shall we say. Obviously, they were missing silver through suspension against Inter, which definitely didn't help, but I don't think they disgraced themselves against Inter. Really tough place to go away at the San Siro, you know, getting nil-nil draws isn't for everyone, Aaron. Um, so uh, I think they'll they'll still perform better. They are not a team that you want to be putting any kind of effort into getting players for, probably until maybe Salzburg on the final game where it's do or die for them. But even when they have been winning games, it, it ho- uh, sorry, in... Um, the Portuguese league, it's been scrappy one nils and things like that. It's not been it's not been blown teams away as they historically have. So I'm not overly convinced that you should be going for anyone. Bar is injured, I believe, the right back, uh, who is normally a little bit of an option on this game, as far as I'm aware. But as we've been just been proven, Aaron, we can't be wrong on this. How do you think? Benfica are going to get on. Um, they are starting to find kind of what you mentioned. They're starting to find their form and their rhythm. I do just think Sociedad have started really strongly. Uh, they won again one nil today. Mendes, of course. Um, so I think wow. he needs to be in everybody's team, especially for wild card. Like he just he needs has to be. Got Pedro Gonçalves written all over him. Yeah, he's went up in price, so 6.6 for those that don't have him. Uh, He'll so go up again, up. by the way. He's going up again. Yeah, so I think you do need to get him in. I think that's a priority transfer, regardless whether you're a wild card in or not. He just needs to be a transfer. And he should be able to easily get into your team, um, just based on his price point. Um, but Benfica, I, th- I actually see this match as a draw. Um and then I think Sociedad will beat them back in Spain. Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't fully disagree with that. I, I still think Real Sociedad actually probably win this game 1-0. That, that, spoiler for my prediction. Angel Di Maria is injured as well until early November. So he's not going to be fit for this game and maybe not the next one either. And until he gets is... that magic juice that Gerson's has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever that sudden stuff is. Uh, so yeah, I think it is. Uh, Kubo's not really an option because he's a forward. Uh, Baronetsia, obviously, four and a half million still, but he's just you just get Mendes, wouldn't you? I, I think that if you're going to go for a 12 and a 14 them, pointer, yeah, it's. Just go the floor. I think for his price, like what you got to lose, honestly, just I, I know it might feel like chasing points a little bit, but he's just scored again today. And sometimes this game is a lot more simple than what people give it credit for. You can just go for players that are regularly like it's La Liga, it's not a it's, it's not a dud league. Who were they playing against today? Do you know? Um, I wish I paid that much attention. Uh, Mallorca. Uh, not a bad team, Mallorca. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's 6.6 million. He'll go up to 6.7. He might be my minus four, Aaron. Ooh. Because I, I, the more that I think about it, I need to get rid of Jules Koundé for Di Lorenzo. <laughs> that, that needs to happen. you like... Well, it's just I, I just love his yeah, hair. You can't tell. I uh, I'm wish.com Di Lorenzo. I think those who have seen you play would probably agree with that as well. <laughs> uh, what do you did you give me a score prediction for this game? I know you said draw, but did you? Is it going to be five no, no, five? Uh, just one one. Just one one. Mendes yeah, one, goal. One. Mendes goal and own goal. Fair enough. So we've gotten through groups A to D. 
I think we'll leave it there and we'll do a Wednesday podcast as well, which we're just going to record through after this one, to be brutally honest with you. But it's more so for everyone's listening. We don't want to do a two-hour podcast because we know we can't go on and they're not that easy to listen to. Thank you so much for listening if you did make it this far. Please don't forget to follow us at UCL Fantasy Pod on Twitter. Please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to still subscribe to Gallagher Shots as well if you are into any Newcastle-based uh, podcasts, anything like that. We will see you for the next one. Bye now.